Let's talk wellness now. Nurturing parent-child relationships into adulthood is what we speak of here on SFM Sound Awake. The transition to adulthood reconfigures what it means to be attached to the people who raised you, especially when you're no longer living under their roof. Some have experienced the joy of parents who are supportive of their decisions, whether it is choosing a different career path, disclosing a sexuality, prescribing to another religious belief, or choosing not to have children. Others have had to carry the trauma of rejection and, in extreme cases, estrangement from their parents. This is according to Greatest. But our next guest unpacks how to navigate the transition and how parents can still show up for their children while respecting this newfound independence. Joining us is Imperative Transformation Coach Tzidi Wahapila. Tzidi, thank you so much for joining us. A good Monday to you. Hey, Asanda. Happy Monday to you too, and happy Monday to everybody. Thank you. This relationship with our parents, I mean, if we look at the evolution of just a human being, we grow, we become different, our needs change. So ultimately, the relationships we have will also have to adjust to those changes and and evolve as well as we do. What then uh, becomes an issue in terms of how we navigate this evolution in terms of that also trickling into the relationship and how the relationship will change? Um, so, yeah, inevitably, to your point, the, the relationship will change, right? So I think where I would want to start is that we, we you know, the, the, the very term that we use that we're raising children in its own, in, in its own is creating this perception or, or expectation that, you know, when you're raising something, you're containing it into being what you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, um and so having a child is it's, it's a privilege because you, you have an opportunity to, to nourish something. And when you're nourishing a tree, a tree can turn out into how big as it wants to be. You know, you're not containing it. Um, you're not trimming it. You're, you're just nourishing it to be something else. Mm. So the, 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 the term raising, you're raising a kettle because you want to milk something out of it. You will sell it. You will make meat out of it. You will get milk out of it. You're raising it or... or, or in, but then when you're nourishing something, then that transforms or changes your your own, your own expectation out of it. And I think for me that's very important because we we set ourselves up as parents and we also set the children up as to, you know, um, for them to walk around us as if, you know, they're tippy-toeing on, on, on cold, cold, uh, sorry, on hot cold, you know. Mm. So how, how do we then... Uh, um, as, as parents and as children navigate around uh, around this topic or, or the independent mind, importantly, we need to know that everyone has got their contractual um, uh, um, their contractual uh, um, their universal contract, and that's why they're here on the universe, right? Mm. And they're here to fulfill what they contracted to come here to. I'm just privileged that as a mother, you contracted with me to be on this universe. And that on its own allows this paradigm shift and, and gives us the, 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 the awareness and the knowledge that we are all privileged to be in these spaces, right? Mm. And we will allow the mystery of creation to emanate or, or to manifest through us. And that for me, it becomes this paradigm shift that we both have as a child and, and, and parents. And, and we will allow this mystery to, to then sort of manifest through us. 
So they're viewing then your child as not an extension of you, but the individual, you know, who's got their purpose in life, as you say, that's going to involve their own journey and path. Precisely. So, so, so the moment you know that this person or this life is here for their own purpose, imagine how enlightening that is. And would you not want to be part of that purpose instead of containing it or instead of restricting it? And however that purpose manifests is not up to you, but you are there to nourish it. So should we be looking at ourselves as, you know, those who have had children, mm-hmm. as guides or custodians instead of rarers? Right. So, so you are a custodian, right? And, and you are entrusted with this life. And, and, and the moment you have that opportunity and that realization in yourself, you then begin to collaborate and say, how best can I help you if I can, right? Mm-hmm. How best do I support you if I can in you becoming this thing that I don't even know? Remember, you don't know what your child is going to be. As much as you don't know as a parent what you're going to be, right? Some of us are in an opportunity where we're raising ourselves or we are nurturing ourselves as much as we are nurturing our children, right? Mm-hmm. We're still in our becoming years. And we become until our last breath, right? And the children are also becoming. So how do you then, um, you know, sort of step on top of something that is becoming while yourself you're still becoming? So it's it's the empathy that you have for this life and the empathy that that you have for yourself that we are both being done and we are both becoming. And so how do we best support? And and have you seen, Asanda, that Mm -hmm. you are also learning, your children are your best, teachers in, in, in most of the areas that you are challenged with, let's say, for example, you are impatient or something like that, um, or you are um, an introvert, your children will pull you out of that because they will teach you in your hardest area that you are still becoming or learning or you are mm. a student in. Does it become more of a difficult dynamic then for parents mm-hmm. who have more than one child? Who, you know, I mean, if we say there will be different personalities then between those three children, for example, does it make it complex or not really? Not really. If, if you are contracting with your children as, 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 as your teachers and, and, and as you, you allowing yourself to be a student in this journey, um, you, it's actually beautiful because you're seeing other elements yourself through, through them. And you're seeing some of the infant stages or the adolescent stages or the toddler stages that you left of yourself, not necessarily left, and that, that you're still growing in through them. And the harder they are, the better the lesson for you, right? Mm. Um, because you, you, let's say you've got a, a child who's stubborn, you can't reason with. It's an opportunity to reflect back on that stubbornness in you that you still need to work on. And that's why you're collaborating with your child and you're saying, how best can I, you know? And I know someone who's listening to us will say, no, 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 no. Um, I'm not here to be, uh, I can't listen to the child. But then what, what are you, the, the very thing that you are resisting grows in your life, mm. right? The more you resist, the more that thing, that, that thing grows. So the universe will consistently show you that if, if it doesn't show up in this child number one, it will show up in child number two or in your grandchildren because you are refusing to learn and accept that this is a part of you that requires to be nourished as well in yourself.
So what are the common sources of conflict between adult children and their parents then? What are the common? Sources of conflict. Yeah, they emanate from from a lot of things, Asanda. Like mm. it, it, so, so it can be um, how I choose to uh, um, what I embrace as religion or spirituality, right? Mm. It can be what I choose as my sexuality. It can be what I choose as my culture or or or, 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 or as a, a, a career, you know. Also, as whether I want to express myself as a as a parent or not, because being a parent is a privilege. And so, our society sometimes when we get to a certain stage, they're like, "Yo, oh, you so you know you look beautiful. You're ready for a husband, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you're ready for it to be a mother." <laughs> and you're like, "No, mm. <laughs> I'm not," because you know what you, you, you the universe has been talking to you you know the the silent voice in you and so you know that you're not ready to be a mother or you don't even want to contract in that because you understand the privileges and the integrity the the, the the secrecy of being a parent and you're not you're not in that journey right so it emanates from a lot of things but most of it um the the critical aspect of it is the the expectations that the parents have on the children Right, yeah. and the moment those expectations are not met, then it it resides into this you know big bang where we are colluding um, the big collision or an accident if you can imagine of thoughts that are just you know not aligned, and so that emanates into a a constrained or a or, or a strained relationship. Hey, and those collisions might be higher now with uh, December and holiday time, people going home. <laughs> Those questions are definitely going to be coming up and I'm sure uh, people are already just, uh, oh goodness, uh, rolling their eyes at the, when are you getting married and when are you having children or when, you, when are you having another child? <laughs> Conversation <laughs> and question. And, and, and the, the funny thing is if you don't have, if you've got boys, then it's when are you getting a girl? Yeah, you when, uh, it girls, doesn't end. When are you getting <laughs> Yo. I wonder if it's better, it's it's worse for us black Africans than it is for for our white uh, friends. I wonder. You know, in the conversations that I've had, it it sounds it's it's just expectations, and so it's across. You know, um, with our white friends, Indian friends, Asian friends, it's it's across because parents are just, you know, in this mode of I've raised my child to be this. You know, and they also remember with the empathy that we need to apply. They also have the pressures for them from their own society and or from their own communities where they're saying, um, "Have you seen this thing when you go home? You know, where is your child? What does he do? Where is he?" Mm. And they also, you know, lighting up with this thing that, "Oh no, she is in this and this province. This is this is what she's doing." Or um, about to become a doctor, da, 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 da. so they all, the conversation or the ecosystem that they're living in as well bring this type of pressure. So we also need to have empathy as children or as parents' children because they yeah. are um, their own. They've got their own pressures in, that, that they're dealing with. How much of this would you attribute then to a detachment when we talk of uh, the collaboration between? adult uh, kids and their parents in uh, you know in making sure that the the relationship is not so strained because the term detachment i'm thinking for myself as a parent might mm. put some guilt to it in, in that i would feel that i don't care if i'm detaching but how much would you say then a detachment is involved here 
So you mean detachment from from what Ex- from, um, expectation? From let's say from yeah from expectations for okay maybe let's use the example of as a parent myself uh, and my mm-hmm. parent has their views on how I should be parenting my children. Mm-hmm. So how much will 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 it uh, af, af, you know go to or be attributed to my parent maybe my mom mm-hmm. being detached mm-hmm. from the situation and is oh. is that even the term that we should use? No, I don't think it's it's a detachment, right? It's a it's a contribution, right? Because the moment you are, here's the thing, right? If I'm your friend and I'm giving you an example, so I'm giving you an advice, and you don't take that advice, and I become angry, it means that I am controlling on who you are as a friend. But if I'm giving you an advice and you are listening to me and you're saying. I hear you, um, but I will not take that advice. And I don't get angry as your friend. It means that I'm collaborating with you in this life. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. So to your example, if, if my, my, my mother gives me an opinion or, 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 or an advice about how to do this to my children, and I hear her, but I don't, and I say, Mama, I hear you, but then this is not how I see it. And she doesn't get mad, then that means she's not controlling. She is willing to say her voice, you know, but also not be attached to the outcomes because there's a sense of being attached to the outcomes. Therefore, you're controlling because you want the things to happen the way you are. But if you're giving advice and you're collaborating, you're willing to say, I've heard and I've given my voice and I trust you that I've given you enough values and I've been that good of a parent that you will apply as you see fit. Can it feel like rejection on the part of the parent then to the adult child when their advice is not taken? Because they would might maybe think that, but I raised you in this household. Why are you not mm. taking what I've, I've taught you and what the way I raised you and, 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 uh, and taking that forward to your own children? Can it feel like mm. rejection? It does. It does feel like a rejection. That's why I'm saying that we need to apply empathy as well and, 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 and be vulnerable with our parents as well. You mm. know, we, Remember, we are this generation where our parents have done what their parents have done and they've said what their parents have said and, and they've lived how their parents have lived. Even, even though it pained them, don't forget that it also pained them. And we are now this generation that are just taking out this lead and literally radically saying no, right? So that's why there's this sort of a, a, um, an imbalance with, with our parents, where our parents are feeling, what's wrong with these kids or these children? And we are saying, what's wrong with these parents? So mm. we both need to align. And we, as, as the people who are sort of becoming, um, I don't want to use the word, the word woke or aware, as if, as if our, children, our parents were not. Um, but for the a lack of a better word, I'll say that as, as people who are becoming aware and more aligned to our purpose, right? Because remember, every generation will always be comfortable than the other generation, and so we are no longer in the survival mode, and that is why we are we are able to focus on other dynamics and elements of our life. And so we're looking, we're leaning towards more purposeful, uh, what's our, our, our best contract, our universal contract. Mm. As people who are in that dimension, we need to also not talk down on the people who are not in that dimension and understand that, you know, it will become 
as we are collaborating, we, can, we are collaborating into the new normal for them. You know, it's something that they're not understanding. And so they will feel rejected, they will feel disrespected, they will feel unhonored. Uh, if that's a word, I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, feel like create, we create new words here all the time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they will feel unhonored, they will not feel appreciated, like all of their hard work, um, all of what they, they, they gave into or, or, or you know, um, what is it, compromise to is no longer appreciated. So it becomes that kind of a collaboration that we need to have empathy towards. And and, and maybe sometimes take them into our comfort that, Mama or Papa, remember you raised me, right, as your child. You've given me enough tools. Um, And so I need you to please trust me in this regard. Of course, they won't say yes Mm -hmm. immediately, some of them um, will, will, will say yes faster <laughs> if there's that. And some of them will not say faster than the others. Uh, hey, okay. <laughs> I'm just learning as I'm going along and I think maybe the practice needs to start now while I have teenagers before they become yeah. adult children. But I love the, 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 the term collaboration more than, mm. you know, rearing and as you say, more than raising the, them, collaborate with mm. them collaborate with them because they've got mm. their own purpose Asanda, and that's very important yeah so your social media handles finally please so on twitter i am at miss underscore bila and on um, instagram is cdwabila thank you so much for for joining us and do have a great start to the week thank you very much imperative transformation coach talking to us on our wellness corner let's take one voice note